0: when you can you know and like you have other folks step up and you take a rest when you when you need to and that's what it's about is just making sure that you don't completely burn out
1: yeah self-care is important community care for each other is important recognizing when people are you know kind of hitting their limit yeah giving them a break telling them like hey it's okay to slow down
0: yeah and standing in for someone when you're able to yeah, I mean, we just need we need more people that's always been I think the thing is that there are folks who are still not engaged at all and we need them
1: to step up right we need we need grandma and grandpa to to step up a little bit <laughs> you know um, we need uh, we need to have conversations with young people
0: yeah yeah
1: because it's very confusing you know and um I'm certainly not an expert in that. (laughs) I wouldn't say, but to make time to talk to young people, um, have the conversations about what's going on, and and not just what's going on, but how does that relate to their lives personally? Yeah. Um, Because everybody gets discriminated against in some way. Everybody, you know, suffers in some way for whatever reason it may be, and I think that if if people understand that well i don't want to suffer so i don't want to make other people suffer either right right that's you know that's the that's the kind of hope of the future
0: yeah <laughs> oh. well thank you so much for for being here it's it's a little bit after 2 so, oh, really? Okay, we so welcome women's to Women's Magazine, magazine
1: <laughs> with Roman from the Weekly Review, and I'm Hi. Global Val. Yay! <laughs>
0: so, yeah. Right
1: on. Well, thanks for having me on, Roman.
0: Anytime. Thanks for being here. It's good to, to hear what you're saying.
1: Well, I appreciate all of the the really hard things that you uh, bring to light on your show. Oh. Because I know, I mean, it's it's heavy stuff. Um, and but it's it's necessary to to know, right? You gotta yeah. you gotta be at least aware. But also, like you said, kinda step back sometimes. Yeah. you know, you gotta take a break. You know, go get. Thank goodness, the rain and the fog came. Like, go take mm-hmm. some deep breaths, get some fresh air. Yeah, you know, sleep in tomorrow. <laughs> do do something nice for yourself, right? Yeah, um, take care of yourself and and be you know be sensitive to others because everyone else every a lot of people are really having a you know ner- like nerves are running high
0: that's very true
1: so you know again if you want people to be patient with you be patient with other people too
0: i i like that i think that's very true um, so there's a song I opened up the show with called "Women of the World," and it's like women. Of the, but okay, so I can play that while we uh, get set up for the next.
1: Cool. Um, Thanks, Roman. I love your show. Oh, I, I love your show, Val. Both of
0: them. Uh, yeah. So this will just take a moment here.
1: Uh, yeah, and Diamond Dave's coming back today from the com- for the Common Thread Collective community open mic, music, poetry, activism, uh, vagabonding. So come on down at 3 o'clock.
0: Ah, excellent. Have a great week, everybody.
1: Welcome to Women's Magazine. I'm Global Val here at Mutiny Radio.fm. That was a little crossover, a little intersectionality, we'll say, between uh, Romans uh, Weekly Review, which is here every Friday from twelve to two, and uh, Women's Magazine. So that was a song called "Women of the World" um, that was playing just at the just just before I came on the air. Happy Friday, everybody! It is. October 20th, 2017. And I went to the 15th anniversary of Code Pink Women for Peace. We had it at the women's building uh, just a couple nights ago. It was very inspiring. And uh, hoping that the the new movements and new campaigns that they're launching, they're going to grow real fast. I'll be talking a little bit more about that. And then in a couple weeks, hopefully we'll have uh, some of the representatives who are active members of Code Pink in here on Women's Magazine. Uh, But today I'll just give you a little summary of that. But uh, one of the things that Code Pink does, in addition to disrupting Senate hearings and uh, hanging signs and dressing in pink uh, in places where they get escorted out by security, um, and in addition to being... Citizen ambassadors, diplomats who go to various conflict zones around the world to try to build coalitions of peace. They also very much celebrate song, and so uh, one duo that um, writes a lot of—they actually wrote the Code Pink theme song. Um, They—they're—they're they're called Emma's Revolution, and uh, one of the songs that they sang the other night is called "The Choir," because. you know, at the Code Pink anniversary party, they said, well, of course, you know, here we're preaching to the choir, but the choir needs energy, needs inspiration. And so they wrote this song called Choir. And so I'm going to play that one for you to start off the show. Because if you're listening to Women's Magazine, you're all about peace, right? (laughs)
2: Convert
1: I just want you to smile and inspire you're listening to women's magazine mutiny radio.fm i'm global val that was emma's revolution we're going to listen to more of their uh, inspiring music that makes you dance makes you smile maybe makes you cry a little bit but we're going to be listening to more of them because they've been active in uh, the the world of code pink and code pink man you know these women; <laughs> they're bold, um, and they they do a lot of amazing work. And basically, they they formed fifteen years ago uh, to try to prevent the Iraq War, as so many people from around the world came together back then to try to prevent going in, going to war with Iraq on terrible grounds, um, which actually was false information. They did not have weapons of mass destruction, despite the uh, claims of the Pentagon and the White House and hey, the New York Times. Um, so I, I remember being part of the peace movement, the peace protest, the anti-war protest for 20 weeks uh, leading up to the invasion of Iraq, uh, which happened in March of 2003. Um, but all throughout the end of 2002, uh, people were marching, um, weekly down in Santa Barbara. I was at UC Santa Barbara at the time studying political science of all things. I had just taken a class about terrorism, uh, before nine 11 happened. And I had written my paper for the class on how domestic terrorism was a larger threat than international terrorism. And, um, and uh, you know I was pretty convinced of, of my own argument and then 9/11 happened and you know what I'm still convinced of my own argument uh, because we see domestic terrorism throughout the United States whether it's in the form of mass shootings or people trying to plant bombs in various places basically the definition of terrorism is non-state actors basically not a government um, killing innocent people in order to make a statement and to um, you know gain gain some sort of Mm, political recognition or just recognition for whatever their messed up cause is that leads them to kill innocent people. Um, So certainly at that time, uh, evidence was showing that domestic terrorism was certainly a higher risk than international terrorism coming to our shores. And then, you know, 9-11 happened and, uh, well we know we can't believe everything that happened there. Um, not saying that that was, um, I, I'm not getting into that, but point being, um, after nine 11 happened and then, you know, within the month it was, we're going to go invade Afghanistan, you know, because Osama bin Laden is in Afghanistan. Well, Osama bin Laden was a Saudi in Afghanistan. Um, he had deep connections with the Bush family. Um, you know, so, so this whole war in Afghanistan started, um, and then, you know, not but a few months later, um, w- it was within, within the year, and I, I remember watching Larry King live, and I, for the life of me, I have no idea why I was watching Larry King live, like I never used to watch that show at all. It just kind of was, I, I just happened to be watching it when it came on, and it was fucking Dick Cheney, oh. who was the v- vice president at the time, um, you know, former CEO of Halliburton, Uh, which is still making a ton of money off of war. Um, And I remember he pitched the Iraq war on Larry King live. Um, He started stirring the pot about weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. And I remember sitting there watching it and he didn't flat out say at that point, like we want to invade but i remember sitting there and my jaw dropped and i'm like oh my god they want to start a war and sure enough it was it was a, it was a launch you know it was we're going to do this we're going to do this and the whole world like millions and millions of people around the country around the world said don't do this what the hell are you doing why are you going into iraq You know, um, it was just a a terrible, terrible time. And I think it really took the wind out of a lot of people's political activism because it it just seemed so clear that it was a wrong thing to do. And so many people spoke up about it and they did it anyway. So it was during that time that Code Pink formed 15 years ago. Can you believe it? Um, you don't have to answer that question. (laughs) But um, Code Pink has been doing a lot of great work uh, since then. They have a new campaign that they are launching this weekend, October 21st and 22nd. And this is something that you can actually live stream on Saturday morning, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern time, if you're an early riser on the West Coast, but it'll also be recorded too. Their newest campaign is to divest from the war machine. So they're they're operating on precedents that have been set before, such as the huge divestment uh, movement that led to the end of the apartheid regime in South Africa, and so tomorrow in Washington D.C. they're ha- holding a summit uh, with speakers and experts to come together so that they can try to expose who these companies are exactly to make them household names for people and to understand different and learn about and figure out different ways to divest from them. Take, you know, if you have a 401k, if you have any money in stocks, you know, often they're all like, you know, there's like a bunch of things, you know, um, I don't, I can't think of the word right now because I'm just talking off the top of my uh, head right now, (laughs) but if, if you have money in the stock market you know what I'm talking about like you, you basically you're in like a little like portfolio of things right so um, you know all, all your money is is kind of being played uh, on it, by various companies that that can profit and gain and then you profit and gain and in in these I wish I knew the word for this um, you know they're often weapons manufacturers or or companies that maybe have a primary uh, product that is not weapons, but then they also make weapons. So um, it's this huge new campaign by Code Pink to divest from the war machine. Um, And maybe that means divesting from your banks. Maybe that means divesting from stocks that you hold. Um, But that's what they're launching. That's what they're exploring so that they can you know, try to ma- move the, our, our world forward, because right now, weapons manufacturers are the biggest government contractors in the United States, they make the most money. Um, and their profits have tripled in the like, in the past year. And meanwhile, you see what else is all happening in the world, millions of people being displaced by war, poverty, human trafficking, environmental degradation. I mean, it's it's an attempt to to rebalance and make some sense out of um, you know what's been going on and and hopefully moving towards divestment um, to take the profit out of these arms d- dealers and war makers. So if you would like to watch the launch the campaign launch summit um, via live stream, you can go to codepink.org slash divest. D-I-V-E-S-T codepink.org slash divest Um, and yeah they're having the summit all weekend but the live stream is going to be Saturday morning so let me play you the Code Pink theme song essentially again written by Emma's Revolution a cool duet duo and uh, thanks Code Pink for being peaceful and badass at the same time
3: You think they're foes, they're in business together Daddy Bush knows the Carlisle Group since years before Been raking in billions and itching for more It's blood for oil, we know there's a link They say Code War, we say Code pink. It's blood for oil, we know there's a link They say Code War, we say Code Pink Code Pink for freedom enemy was not, you rock but you ran they, they feed you lies, don't want you to think They say cold Terror, we sick Code Pink They feed you lies, don't want you to think They say cold Terror, we say Code pink. pink
2: Freedom
3: They curtail our speech and movement
1: Right on, Code Pink doing so much good work. I took some notes while I was there the other night because that's what I do. So, um, Code Pink is doing a lot of other good work. Um, about twice a year, they go out to Creech Air Force Base in Nevada, which is a couple hours north of Las Vegas, and they have a vigil at the gate. Um, twice a day as the people who work there change shifts because uh, Creech Air Force Base in Nevada is one of the places where weaponized drones are launched from. Also here in California, Northern California, they go up to Beale Air Force Base in near Marysville, and they do that every month. And that's where the Global Hawk drone, it's a big surveillance drone, is flown out of. And so um, if, if that's something that is uh, important to you and you want to be a part of this peace movement, uh, these very active members of Code Pink are, are, are doing it. So you know, get in touch. CodePink.org has a lot of great resources and ways to connect with them and their work. They also take, they also do, as I was mentioning earlier, kind of, uh, citizen diplomat, diplomatic trips around the world. So, um, uh, also on their website, they have a travel, travel with Code Pink. Section Um, a few years ago, a couple of years back, there was a delegation of women uh, from Code Pink, who a couple men as well, who went to Pakistan um, because uh, to protest drones, and they got very, very, very close to the region where most of the drones are dropped, which is this mountainous region between Afghanistan and Pakistan. Um, And uh, as we know, under the Obama administration a terrorist was redefined or a uh, someone who is um how do they put it basically any someone who could be targeted um uh, by US military um basically just needs to be of fighting age um and a male so, if you're if you were a 18 year old male in that region, and uh, someone at Creech Air Force Base said, "Oh, that's an enemy combatant," um, then U.S. military says, "That's fair, that's fair game." So, um, you know, and this is a region of the world where people actually do carry arms a lot, you know, which would be pretty freaky if that happened here. Um, but there's just been just a, such massive uh, death, destruction, harassment of, of people in, the, in this mountainous region between Afghanistan and Pakistan um, because of weaponized drones. And so, um, and Medea Benjamin, uh, who's a founder of Code Pink, wrote a book about drone warfare, Uh, which I recommend, even though it's kind of hard to swallow. Um, You'll definitely need to take some breaks as you read about it. Um, But um, yeah, that all happened during the Obama administration. So, hey, nowhere to go but up. (laughs) <laughs> and so the the, the new the, the the women from Code Pink went um, there to build coalition and, and to uh, bring the peace movement there to show them that not all Americans uh, stand behind the weaponized drone program and that there are some people like Code Pink who are actively trying to stop it. Um, you know, it's indiscriminate killing in most of the time, and uh, and it's and it's terrorizing the people of. Uh, who who have to live with these giant planes roaring overhead um, that might you know deploy a weapon uh, explosives that you know kills you know blows up a school or ki- you know kills a kills the villagers at a funeral um, it's 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 really really horrendous um, and when we don't talk about it enough about the the innocent lives, the casualties. Um, they even, uh, you know, and, and, and pe- people say, well, you know, there's an argument that's saying, that well, drone warfare is fine because it keeps boots off the ground. Um, well, yeah, but you're killing innocent people on the ground because you don't know who you're killing. Uh, there was a claim <clears throat> that this one, you know, su- suspect uh, this high profile person that they were trying to kill with drones. Um, he was reported as having been killed by a drone, and then later, like a year later, he was reported to have been killed again. <laughs> I mean, if you can die twice, um, you know, then unicorns can come back and, and slide down the rainbow, and let's let's go for that, huh? Let's 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 go slide towards the positive here. So, code pink. Doing a lot of great work, um, and again, divest from the war machine happening this weekend. You can live stream it: codepink.org/divest. Um, and uh, so this is this is. Um, sorry, my my computer screen just shut off. That's not good. I was going to read you a little bit about this movement, other than me stumbling through and trying to explain it to you as a non-expert voice in this field of what they're trying to do but you know my computer just shut down and that's community radio folks that's the common that's that's mutiny radio all right here we go it's back it's nice that we have free speech here and um, nobody's telling us what to say. Here we go. Code Pink, in partnership with an array of peace and disarmament groups, is launching a divestment campaign to encourage universities, religious organizations, retirement funds, mutual funds, private investors, and other financial institutions in the United States to take action to reduce violent global conflicts and slow the hyper-militarization of our world by divesting from the U.S. war machine. Divestment from the war machine means divesting or removing invested assets from companies that derive their profits by supplying and profiting from U.S. military interventions, expansions, and the militarization of our streets. In other words, we're calling for the divestment from companies that make a killing on killing. Through this strategy, the plan is to uncover the uh, uncover and hold the military... The hold that the military industrial complex has on our government and our foreign policy to spark a vital public debate questioning the role of weapons manufacturers and military contractors in perpetuating conflict around the globe to expose how our financial and educational institutions are supporting those companies, to inspire the public and investors to pressure these institutions to divest, to hold the arms industry accountable in political and financial spheres for the culpability in the death and displacement of millions of innocent people. I'll just say millions of people condemn our government and to condemn our government's prioritization of military spending and demand that diplomacy and aid, not militarism, be our country's response to global conflicts. The United States preoccupation with expanding and protecting its military and economic interests has created a system which prioritizes, quote, defense over human rights, military spending over diplomacy and aid, preparing for combat over preventing wars, and profit over human life and the health of the planet. With this divestment campaign, we're calling for a radical rethinking of American priorities. Diluting the power of those who profit most from war making is the first step in building a transformed nation that stops spreading violence and death at home and abroad. A divestment campaign gives power to the public to dismantle the war economy and demand that our nation operate to uphold the right of every human being, both at home and abroad, to live in freedom and dignity, safe and free from poverty, danger and despair. So tune in to the Code Pink Launch Summit this weekend, October 21st and 22nd, but tomorrow, Saturday morning, the 21st, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, codepink.org slash divest. Let me play a little more music from Emma's Revolution. You're listening to Women's Magazine. what this show is all about love you're listening to women's magazine i'm global val and really that's the one thing we've got to keep pumping around the world is love not mi- militarized drones that would be the complete opposite of love um so again thanks to Amazon's revolution for all this really cool music they gave me a few of their cds so i can play so i'll be playing them uh today and in the fridays to come because Mutiny Radio is that cool that we get to be here on Friday afternoons, do what we do, spread the love, spread the word, spread the free speech, practice free speech, and um, yeah, open it up to other folks to, to, um, to do the same. If you would like to be a DJ at Mutiny Radio, you can. You should email our director, director at Mutiny Radio. FM, Right here in the Mission District, 21st in Florida. And uh, you can get trained. And then uh, there's a but, uh, quite a few open spots. So you have a two-hour show once a week. The dues are very reasonable. And uh, you can uh, be part of this really cool free speech community that supports local artists, activists, musicians, and uh, open our doors to... Um, Well, to all sorts of folks. You can also host a special event here if you wanted to have like a Saturday night party. We have two-hour slots on Saturday evenings from eight to ten p.m. where there'll be a DJ on site that will run the podcast. But you can uh, you can even run the door if you want to make money for your organization. And um, yeah. We, we we're we're happy to be here as a resource for for you for the community if you want to have a birthday party if you want to have a book release party if you want to you know launch your new cd uh, you can play live music you can play your your tracks your cds whatever you if you're still making vinyl fuck yeah come on down um and uh, We want to be that place for you. And there's local art on the walls as well. It's a funky little space. We love it. Um, And if you want to just support us, come on down and um, check it out sometime. And drop a couple bucks in the donation jar. Or if you would really like to donate to us, there's a donation button on our website, mutinyradio.fm. That'll go directly into our coffers. Um, But if you actually are someone who wants to you know, really support our station and you'd like a tax write-off, we are supported by Media Alliance, which is our 501c3 sponsor. And any donations made through Media Alliance on behalf of Mutiny Radio, or even maybe your favorite show, maybe Women's Magazine, maybe the Common Thread Collective, um, will also come to help us um, maintain our space, keep the lights on, etc., so I want to thank you for joining me today here on Women's Magazine. It's been kind of a heavy week in the world, um, in our country, in our in our cultural and the the kind of constantly shifting cultural landscape of um, of the now. You know, I kind of have been more reflective than active. In this Me Too uh, campaign, this um, you know, after Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein being accused of all these sexual uh, predatory behaviors, uh, I'm not going to get into the details of it, um, but exposing uh, exposing just the the complicity of of society and um, surrounding privileged men and their you know, nasty ways of, of treating women. Um, and so on social media, uh, people have been posting the message or the hashtag me too, to say that they too have been sexually harassed or sexually assaulted. And I think I've read more sexual assault stories in the past week than I probably ever have Um and it's, it's, it's been a really heavy week for a lot of people. And, you know, it takes a lot of courage to talk about those things if something traumatic has happened to you. And, you know, a lot of times people are taught, women are taught, men are taught to, to not talk about it, um, that nothing can be done afterwards. But people truly, you know, suffer a lot. From uh, traumatic experiences, assaults, of course, rape, um, and and even just you know comments and and harassment on the streets, um, and so you know for the sad to say uh, I'm not surprised by the number of people who are willing to share this Me Too. Um, I, as a woman, I fully understand that uh, sexual harassment, um, catcalling, um, sexual assault, attempted rape, rape, uh, happens. Um, you know, I've, I've had to defend myself. I've had to defend my friends. Um, I've had to verbally put people in their place. Can you imagine that? I bet you can. Um, you know, and, and, (laughs) I've put some of my male friends into um, uh, what they felt (laughs) to be compromising situations because I yelled back at people who have you know touched me inappropriately, and then they're like, "Oh no, please don't like yell at those guys. They're bigger than us." That happened one time down in Tijuana when I was in college it was kind of funny these gangsters walked by and like grabbed my ass and I was like don't you fucking touch me motherfucker you know (laughs) and my friends who were with me are all like kind of little guys and they're like oh please please don't tell them please don't talk to them I'm like you know what no they're not gonna touch me I'm going to tell him, sorry, guys, you don't have to defend me. I can defend myself. So, you know, I don't know. Um, everybody operates differently. And that was a younger, that was a younger global Val, <laughs> a, l- a little more feisty and with her words and, um, willingness to be combative with folks. Um, but, 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 point being, um, I am not surprised by the number of people who are saying me too. Um, However, what I find really interesting is the reaction of men to this, uh, reality. You know, people saying, oh my God, I can't believe how many women I know who are saying this. I can't, like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Oh my God, it's terrible. It's like, yeah, it is terrible. And, Oh and, and and there's reactions on both sides. There's people, there's men who are reacting and saying like, "Oh, whatever. It's no big deal. Like, get over it. Who cares? Like, it's done." You, you know. Uh, and then and but then there's other people who are other men who are totally going the going the distance and and the extra mile to try to see how embedded um sexual predatory behavior uh catcalling Uh, harassment uh, goes. And I've seen a lot of people, um, men, really exploring and um, feeling the reality and and trying to figure out how to move forward, how to change the culture, uh, how to hold themselves and each other accountable when uh, there's, you know, any sort of you know, bad mouthing or cat calling or um, pushy behavior on behalf of other men around them. And so I'm, I'm hoping that this Me Too campaign is really helping to open up people's eyes to a deeper problem um, of complicity and letting things happen. So I'm wishing everybody out there the strength, the fortitude, the insight, the, the peace that can come with, um, exploring uncomfortable realities. Thanks for listening to Women's Magazine today. I feel like I should read a poem. Maybe I'll read two. All right. Oh, these are complimentary. They were written kind of back to back on back to back days, couple of days. The dark and the light here kind of Here's the first one. Temperatures and tensions remain high. Watermark only reaching the eyes. The content of time sliding like it's somebody's fault. But really, the division is a shift in opposing directions. And something's got to give. Two. The fog rolls and the wetness settles in, cooling the fevers and fires, soothing the mood of desire, forged and sharpened, nerves heightened and frightened by the flames and fumes, now calling upon the precipitation to temper the searing edge, the difference between marks and scars, liquid stars lift the heavy burden of heat. Please stay tuned for the Common Thread Collective coming up next. Diamond Dave's back after a few rough weeks. He's feeling better. He's got a new hat. Uh, he's got, he's got friends who've, who've brought him down here. Thank you, Bill. Um, so we're having a welcome back party for Diamond Dave. So bring your instrument or your poetry, or just bring yourself and hang out, bring your presence. Your presence is a gift. Um, you know, nothing perks up Dave like community. So let's have a party today from three to six. If you're in the neighborhood, come on down to 21st in Florida. We'd love to see you. Uh, let's have a good time. Let's appreciate the Common Thread Collective. Um, It's a very special occasion that we uh, every week. Um, But you know, we got to appreciate it while we have it and while it's happening. And you make it happen, and we make it happen. So peace to you all. Um, Stay tuned, and we'll play a little more music for you. And we'll be back in about ten minutes or so so come on down and join us at mutinyradio.fm san francisco and remember just when your aspirations seem outrageous like divesting from the war machine remember like code pink inspiration is contagious peace thank you here's some more music from emma's revolution and we'll be back in a few minutes lots of love
3: other, we will only say good things to other people.
2: Saw the changes in the coastline In the fish, in the wildlife The forest and the trees She knew these were canaries in the coal mine She felt it in her body In the air and in the seas Silent Spring Silent Spring screen Pesticides to farmers Salic earns its profits In the name of cancer care